All right. Hello. Welcome. You know what it is. It's uh, Argue This with Alex and Tron. Yo. And uh, this week we're covering parenthood, you know, being a parent, all that horse shit. Sorry we're late this week. Uh, Tron got a little bit sick. He got AIDS. You no. Because he's black. No. Uh, that, that's what happens. No. Man, it's your African roots. No. Um, but yeah, we, we got a you know bunch of uh, questions on parenthood. Uh, Tron is actually a fucking parent. You know, he has a little girl. I have no kids. You know, I, I don't even consider my cat my kid like some fucking insane people do. They're like, that's my fur baby. No, I, it, it's not. I don't fucking care. And it, it will never be. It's just a fucking little four-legged thing that loves to rub fur off on me. Whatever. Um, But, yeah, let, let's just jump right the fuck on in. And uh, we're probably going to bust out part one and part two today. So, here we go. Question number one. Should parents be allowed to physically punish their kids without fear of the CPS showing up for a visit? And CPS is Child Protective Services. Well, like, (coughs) that depends. Because there's such thing as punishment and abuse. So, I don't think, uh, like, you should ever be worried about, like, punishing your kid and disciplining your kid but like abusing your kid is a different thing and i know this is a fine line and let's just start off with the preference that like every person has their own way of parenting and not one way of parenting is uh the right way or the wrong way i'm just talking about my personal style of parenting and so what i mean by that is like so if kid goes to electric socket with fork or whatever and tries to stick it something in there and you've already have had the conversation at least once and you've explained why the second time a swat on the butt is absolutely appropriate because it would it's a lot less of a uh, physical interaction than them actually connecting that into the socket but uh, again as humans pain is one of the quickest ways or deter and to learn again but like now if you pick up that kid and continue to beat him or pull out a belt and beat him then you're into abuse territory and again this is just personal you think a belt is abuse um for something like that yeah I mean, like I like growing up, I was beaten with a belt because my mom couldn't muster the strength just from her bare hand. I laugh at her face when she'd try and spank me with a bare hand, and like with the belt, I'm like, okay, you you got you got a little bit of leverage on there, good for you, but it never scarred me or ruined me. It didn't fucking break the skin. I didn't bleed. You know, I I feel like that is a good metric. Is when your kid starts to bleed, you've gone too far. So you can beat them until they start to bleed. Don't give them black eyes. Stay away from the face. That way people don't call. No, that's if you're being like, if this is a sincere argument. Yeah. There are so many different ways to abuse a child without causing them to bleed. Oh, yeah. You, you There's definitely mental fucking abuse where you No, can, not even mental, just physical abuse where you could beat them and not cause them to bleed. It's. That, that's a bad metric. Well, yeah, I mean, like, don't fucking break their feg- their fingers or stuff, or don't press their soft spot. Like, you've been crying for too long. Ugh, go to sleep. And then you have, like, a retarded baby. 
No. And it's like, we're not going to fucking vaccinate. They're going to be autistic. Don't think me and you are going to agree on this point because, again, like, yeah, you could. It depends for the belt thing. And again, it, it's a different parenting style. Um, yeah, I mean, like me, I like, don't actually have any kids. So, you know, I, I say go full bore. But I'm sure if, like, I saw a fucking baby come out of a vagina, I'd be like, oh, no, I, I have to protect this thing. It's just, again, I think using an object is bringing, take it to another level. Um, you might have an argument with your mom for sakes, because I'm not saying, like, women are weaker or anything of that, just putting it out there. But like the physical difference between like there, there, a there is like a physical a, difference a adolescent uh, teen kid versus an older uh, parent. There might be some like gray area in that. That's why there's not a hard yes or no to that. But I personally think when you're bringing in objects, then you're bringing in a you're upping the level. Well, I mean like. You know, to say that there's no difference between men and women is a foolish, foolhardy thing to say, you know. But if you look at, like, a little girl, for instance, like your daughter, you would never fucking hit her. I've never seen you even raise a hand to her. Right, but that's my, that's my parenting the, style. The, that's, like, we, you know, we talk about everything. Yeah. Like, I don't believe in, like... But, but as a, <coughs> you know, little boy, you know, as me, like, when I was growing up, because that's, you know, the frame of reference that my little brother is growing up, you know, I couldn't sit there and talk to them, you know, be like, here's reason. You know, they'd be like, fuck your reason. And then you just have to, like, you know, escalate it. And it's like, okay, well, here's the fucking spiked baseball bat then. And like, okay, that that's good enough reason to not do that shit. But you know, I, obviously don't use a spiked baseball bat. You know, don't get to that level. But use something, you know, like a belt, like nothing with studs. But, again, I think there's other forms of punishment. Like, okay, if you were brought up with timeout or if you're brought up with taking entertainment or things away, then you could still continue to use that type of punishment without really having to get physical except for again. Oh, I mean like, like me me growing up, there was no fucking iPad to take away. What are you going to do? Take away my nothing. Take away my stick. Get out of here. You can't. I'll just go pick up another stick. No, then you get punishments for uh, other stuff like being grounded and stuff like that. Like, again, there, there's always other ways, but it has to be consistent. If you ha- if you start off one way from like baby on, then you could continue to do that one way. But if you diverge or there's like you try one way and then later on you're a different way. It, again, that doesn't work because there's no consistency for the child's uh, frame of reference. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, you know, kids nowadays, you know, you can be like, we're going to take away your PS4 or your iPad or your iPhone. It's like, why are you giving them all this fucking stuff? You know, but that that's, you know, whatever. And, and I'm, I'm going to fucking inject another fucking question in. Because I just thought about it. Should parents, you know, give their, you know, spoil their children? Well, it depends on what you consider spoiling your your bleh, your children. <coughs> like, if my daughter does good in school, which she should do anyways. But if she's doing good in school and, like, following all the rules, why not let her have a switch? 
then when because she earned it that's not spoiling it she's done something to earn it and yeah then no, when I, she I'm, does, I'm talking about like uh you know my son you know he didn't call me bitch today here you can have a nintendo switch again different parenting style i personally don't agree with that that is reinforce it's not reinforcing negative behavior but it's reinforcing tolerable behavior instead of good behavior again different parenting style not saying that whoever does that is right or wrong yeah i mean like you know me growing up for instance you know as i said before i i didn't have anything to take away i'm like oh you know like i remember like i got a coconut you know, because I lived in a one-bedroom apartment with my mom. You know, so obviously, didn't have, like, I had my fucking, you know, nap time mat. And I had a coconut from, like, you know, the guy that, you know, eventually adopted me and became my dad. But he, like, brought me a coconut. I don't even know where the hell he got it from. But I was super-duper excited over a fucking coconut. I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, don't take away my coconut. And, and you know, kids nowadays are like... I have my iPad, my iPhone, uh, my PS4, my Xbox One, my Xbox 360, you know, and, you know, the parents are like, okay, we're going to take this away. And it's like, well, they have like 12 other cords that they can just, or they fucking know how to get into that. And, you know, I, I have, you know, little brothers right now and I see my parents folding. Like, they're just like, okay, we're going to take this away from you. And it's like, all right, you can have it back. Okay, we're going to put your iPad up on this shelf. Oh, you got it down. Okay, we can have it then. Yeah, but that's that's not sticking to what you said. Again, as again, not complaining or saying one parenting style is better than the other. But in all honesty, if you are going to take something away, you have to keep it away until you deem that it was good to give back. Now, if you're just caving, again, that's you and that's your parenting style. But if you decide to follow through with it and legitly continue to follow through with it, that then becomes a reinforced behavior of like, oh, I know that if I do this, this will happen instead of, oh, I know if I do this, I can convince them to let this punishment go. Okay. <coughs> I mean, you know, like as I grew up, you know, like pretty much. You know, I, I got sent off to fucking boarding school, so it was all fucking punishment. The entire fucking thing was a punishment. It sucked. You know, it, but it gave me a perspective that a whole lot of other parents and a whole lot of other people do not have. Because I saw a whole bunch of kids come in and, you know, their day one, everyone fucking watches them. It's like a prison. Right. And this is like, you know, the ultimate punishment other than sending your kid off to juvie, which we'll get to later. But it's like, yeah, oh, you know, I, I, I still remember it to this day. My mom's like, you got expelled from school. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. I'm like, school's for fools. And, uh, you know, it's not for smart people. And I'm, that's what I am, a smart people. You know, because every fucking 15-year-old is smart as shit. I don't know. I have my own feelings about boarding school and juvie and stuff like that. So, like you said, we'll discuss yeah, it we'll, later. we'll discuss it. Um, but, yeah, pretty much you say, you know, be consistent with your punishments. Don't go over the top. I say, you know, 
the more they fucking do it, you know, go harder. Use a belt. If they laugh at your hand, use a belt. If they laugh at the belt, use a bat. You know. But before you even get there, there should be a conversation. Like, that's the issue with, like, society now is the answer is immediately violence instead of uh, talking and compromising and coming to an understanding. And that starts from pattern of uh, kid to adult because your uh, how your parent interacts with you is how you are judging life interactions, whether you assume, whether you know it consciously or not. That's interesting. I wonder if, like, you know, the whole generation would just do peaceful parenting if we could, like, you know, create that experiment, essentially, of just, you know, you raise an entire a child up as peaceful, you know, parenting, and then you, like, kind of put them out into society and see how they do versus violence, you know, and growing up with that. You know, daddy's drunk again. Fucking, we have to go hide. You know, I've seen those people succeed. And I've also seen the fucking spoiled kids succeed. But I've seen, you know, them fail from both sides, too. So I I really want to kind of find out what it is that makes someone successful from parenting. Well, I don't think it's uh, you get successful just from parenting. It's so many key factors in that, like from parenting to your life uh what's it called experiences to like your personal uh personality because no matter what type of parent you are you are raising a person so that person is going to have their own personality you might have an influence on what their personality is but that person's going to oh, grow you, you and have, have their own huge influence on you know their personality like you know you you don't see it but if, if like and I've never actually met your dad, but I'm sure if I met your dad, I would see so many fucking, you know, similarities between you and your dad. I'm like, and you're like, no, there's nothing there. And I, I've seen people do the same shit. There's nothing there. We have nothing in common. I'm like, you are him. I wouldn't say uh, go far as to say there is nothing in common because, again, you get a lot of stuff from your parents. But I would say my own adult thinking and my own conscience conscious actions are different now my subconscious interactions and stuff might be more similar to his but my conscious way of thinking is not and again that's also something to do with like your life experiences and growing up okay because i I agree with you uh i am short-tempered i wouldn't say i uh like outwardly i am and that took a lot of work because I used to always get in fights and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. You, everyone from who they were as 12 years old to who they are now, unless you're still 12 years old, is a completely different fucking person. Like, I, I look at myself back in the day. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, back me back when I was 16, I would have fucking started a fight and got my ass whooped. Now I've already got my ass whooped. So I'm not going to start that fight no more. <laughs> but, yeah, I used to. it's just the thought process and stuff and, like, when I was younger and stuff, I was way more akin to his personality than I am uh, growing up as an adult. Yeah, you, you, you come into your own and you you know develop into your own person. But it's really based on who is around, you know, it's not like who's your father. It's, you know, who was around to kind of, you know, be that guiding hand, you know, to, you know, be like, okay, we can do this. We can do that, you know. 
put ideas in your head. And, you know, whatever. But let, let's go on to the, you know, next question. Because uh, you, you're running on a time schedule here. Um, should children go to juvie for breaking, you know, the law? You know, like barely, you know, breaking the law. Or should parents get involved to correct their child? You know, kind of how, like, the uh, school truancy system works. So... I think for it depends on the crime and stuff. Now, if we're talking like you said, barely breaking the law, so like a misdemeanor. If it's something that's happened once or twice, the parent should be responsible. Like, like, like graffitiing a wall. Let's start there. Wall graffiti. I would say that uh, it should be a fine to the parent and the parent should uh, take uh, issue unless it's like multiple times, like three or four times or more. Th- then there's something else that has to be done. Okay. Um. I now I'm not saying send the ch- kid to juvie because I don't believe in institutionalizing your kid. Um. That's why again I have issues with the juvie boarding school stuff like that. Um. I think there's like a lot. I I know what I'm going to say, in the way I say it makes me sound privileged, and I know not everyone has the opportunity to do it because. Uh, to do after school activities or anything costs a lot of money for parents. Absolutely understand that. What? I thought those were free. But um, you could do stuff like put your kid in dance or uh, scouts or uh, what's it called? Like boxing or martial arts and stuff. And like you could do stuff like that and occupy their time that way instead of sending them to juvie or institution so they learn the right way to act and the reason why i say that is because like all those other programs are more of like for society and it teaches you like how you should interact and it teaches you teamwork or self-discipline all those teaches you things where juvie and your boarding school and your institutionalized things are supposedly supposed to teach you but it more teaches you just like how you're supposed to be and fall in line yeah, I mean, like, you know, the boarding school was, you know, strictly, like, military and Christian, you know, so we always had, you know, our norms, you know, the social norms, the shit you're supposed to fucking do, and we had creeds and all kinds of dumb shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if your child fucking breaks the law, you know, fool me once, you know, and then fool me twice, you know, shame on you. Fool me once, shame on me, you know, fool me twice, shame on you. And so, you know, give them a chance that, you know, take them back to their parents. No fine. You know, because honestly, you know, little crimes like that, you know, graffiti, just acetone, wash it off. Done. Whatever. It costs you six dollars and you fucking waste more than that on some dumb old bullshit. But if they do it more than that, you know, honestly, I don't see a whole lot wrong with juvie if you cannot control your kid. And sometimes there's nothing a mother can do, you know, because she's at work and she has to fucking work to provide a roof over their head. And she's busting her ass, you know, just to do shit. Because I remember, you know, growing up with a single mom, she busted her ass every fucking day. She was never, you know, sitting around. I always remember her having a fucking job and always keeping, you know, food in my belly and a roof over my head. I didn't always have all the fucking cool shit. I didn't always, you know, I didn't have an iPad ever. 
but she gave me the fucking basic shit I needed. Right, and I understand that, and that's why yeah. what my response was, I know I come from yeah. a privileged statement when I state that. Cause but, but there was, you know, some, like, you know, after-school programs in some areas that we lived, or, you know, other areas, you know, I'd go out with friends, and, you know, we'd just, you know, kind of hang out. But now think about this, though. if we And I know this is going slightly off subject but it's still on the same subject yeah if we went ahead and take a single digit percentage out of our military budget or take some of that percentage of uh funding our police with riot gears and stuff and put that back into the community bring back community centers bring back stuff for after school programs that like would help the community and help the people who can't afford it that would be a societal change that would help our kids well well, why not you know when they get to when kids get to juvie why not have a system in place that can help them you know a system of counselors that way you know juvie is not a fucking you know institution where it's like okay you're fuck up fuck you lock up you know do this do that stomp right stomp left you know have a system of counselors okay hey hey bud what's going on you know your parents aren't here you know, it's just me and you. And, you know, we have, you know, patient, patient, doctor confidentiality. I can't tell your mother anything. You can tell me what's going on. And then you can find out, oh, dude, my mom, you know, abuses me. My, you know, this is what happens. My dad gets fucking drunk. My mom's on heroin. And, you know, I'm just, you know, out here just, you know, raising hell because it's the only thing left to fucking do. And then they, you know, they can get her, get the kid into the system if they find out that the claims are true. You know, why, why not, you know, try and improve juvie to where it's not a bad thing. It's a corrective thing. Why not do both? I mean, we definitely could do both. I mean, like, why, again, wait till our kid is already there instead of try to have something before. And then if that before doesn't have or fix or help, have something after. We sh- we should have more I mean, support like, like, for our people wh- because, again... What's the saying? It takes a village to raise or your people. Yeah, I mean, like you know, we should open up you know more YMCA's, more you know areas where people can go play basketball. Like if you ever go, to- but we don't even have to open up more YMCA's because those still cost money. We should go ahead and be funding our community instead of asking for people to work harder to fund their for the community. We already have all our tax so much taken out but so little put back into the communities. Well, I mean, like, anytime I see a fucking road project where they're just fucking sitting there dicking off on the fucking road and they take 12 years to replace the road, and it's like, yeah, that cost us uh, $14 million. And it's like, uh, we could have easily spent that on some other bullshit. You know, like, people will have giant casinos, huge casinos. It's like, and then, you know, I, I've... Have you, have you ever been to a casino? Yeah, of course you have. Um, and then have you ever been to a daycare in a casino? No. Okay. So, you know, the, the few casinos I've been to, I like go to like the daycare, just to check it out, you know, cause like I'd have to take my brothers there uh, cause you know, it was my parents and it was Nevada for instance. Um, and you know, like I'm allowed to walk around. Yeah, I'm not allowed to play, but I'm allowed to walk around. And 
like I would take my brothers down to like little arcade and that's all it was a little arcade. You can drop your kids off. Here you go. And there's no accountability there. Um, but it's a giant fucking casino that was built, you know, with Indian money, mm-hmm. you know, to say that you can't build a giant community center, you know, put up some basketball hoops like New York has basketball hoops all over the place. You know, empty land, boom, basketball hoop right here. Here's some basketballs. You know, people can bring their own basketballs. Here's some volleyball nets. People love play volleyball. Here's a running track where you can safely fucking run where it's lit up. But you're mentioning all outdoor activities. That's awesome. But not every community is built for outdoors, such as here in Colorado during the winter. You can't just put basketball hoops and just put a hill and, and be like slow okay. sleds up there. Just be like, here you go, kids. Yep, I, I know the bottom is a freeway. The bottom is I twenty five. That sucks. Um, just uh, play Frogger really fast. Um, but I think again, putting money towards our community first and having that after of counseling is good. There's no reason why. If America is the best country in the world, we can't do both. There's no reason. There's no reason we have to do one or the other. Well, I mean, you know, the tax money that gets paid has to get divvied up. You know, like, okay, we're going to tackle this problem here, this problem here. Honestly, we need to get rid of fucking, you know, imprisoning people for a profit. Get rid of fucking privatized prisons. That's a bad idea all the way around. No matter how the fucking cookie crumbles, privatized prisons are shit horrible you know don't stop it um just make them fucking you know government owned where everyone has to fucking follow by the rules everything's fucking recorded and if some shit happens in prison someone's held accountable what time is that okay we got plenty of time um but yeah i mean like that that kind of like melds right into my next question and the next question is, should boarding schools and alternatives to juvie be more readily available and affordable for parents that can't handle their kids? And again, this is where I have the issue because I don't think we should have the juvies and alternative schools where communities. Well, I mean, alternative. Kind of, well, not alternative schools, but you know what I mean? I mean, alternatives to juvie. You know, so if your kid is messing up, you know, being, you know, bad in school, being disruptive, he has a place to go to get tutored for free where they can come in and be like, hey, but what is the problem you're having with math? It's like, well, I just don't fucking get it. It's like, okay, well, if Tony over there fucking has, you know, a half ounce of weed and, you know, Jenny over there. No, no. I mean, honestly, this is how, you know, we taught fucking kids in the fucking boarding school. We used fucking drug references. I I understand that. But that, again, is a community issue where I personally feel that if we had more community centers and more uh, counselors readily available, it would help society where we don't have to do stuff like that. Well, I mean, what what happens if people don't use the community centers? Because they're not forced to go to the community centers. What if people want to still continue gangbanging? You're you're right. That has it's a societal change. It's not like let's build a community center and then it's fixed. No, it takes a generation to do for that type of change to take effect. You are putting investment well, in I mean, your society. 
I mean, you so, grew up with community centers, right? <laughs> yes. And, and then where did they go if if they would work so well? If if they would work, they would it, still they be around. Got defunded. Same as all the other stuff in our schools that helped with after school programs, helped with in school such as shop, such as home ec, such as any of those things. Even some schools don't even have certain sports anymore, except for the ones that make them money. That stuff is taking out of our community where we should be investing back into our community. Okay, so you know, add more to add more money to schools in particular to give these kids more skills such as welding and schools everything community centers schools you're you don't have counselors just at schools there used to be counselors at community centers there used to be like it's a societal change that would we are investing in our society being just arguing oh they don't work doesn't do anything because your data is also well, they don't work because they're not around. Well, they don't work because they're not around because they weren't funded. All everything happens with funding. If we if we could build or put all this money into our military when we're not or should not be at a war. I know we're still in a war that's over eighteen years old in the Middle East, which is also dumb. But if we could go ahead and do that, we could go ahead and invest in America's community. If we go ahead and invest in our community and schools, we will. It's a natural bring up of bringing up our America's intelligence. We rate so low in school, in all the societal fucking check marks. We're so low. Yeah, of course. It, And it's from it's directly from not funding and not investing in our society and in our children. When America was great, we taxed the rich, and then we put that taxes back into schools. That's why schools were able to have so many different programs. We were able, we were scoring so much higher in science and stuff. And then when we start privatizing our schools, privatizing and removing our investment in our society, this is where we are now, is literally the climate of what we have now is a direct result to defunding our schools so you know what you're saying is you know kind of take money away from you know police military they get shitloads of it regardless police military and our private prisons that you brought up yeah if we go ahead and take all that and we invest back in our society again it's not going to happen overnight it won't even happen in two years but five to ten years down the road It's going to be amazing change. But I mean, like, imagine you take, you know, get rid of the privatized prisons, you know, do whatever you need to do to get rid of that, you know, throw all that money into the troubled youth of America to, you know, give them a better shot at life. And, you know, because pretty much, you know, if you get, you know, fucked with, you know, before you're 18, the second you turn 18, I think like it all goes away where it all gets pretty much buried. Um expunged or whatever the fuck depends on what you did but yes i mean yeah if you fucking murdered someone that's gonna stick with you for a while um but yeah if, if you did some like you know basic shit graffitied something you know shoplifted a candy bar some dumb shit you know second turn 18 it's like okay you're good but what you need to do is give these kids the skills and the confidence that they need to go into the fucking future and succeed right and what's crazy is 
you know, a lot of these people you, you see are that succeed are the people that got the most amount of fucking, you know, people gathering around them, helping them out. Usually drug addicts, you know, oh man, I was doing heroin and my mom just was there and everyone was fucking there. And then I became the fucking owner of this or I became a movie star. I'm like, you know, what the fuck? You know, why couldn't fucking people that didn't have that handicap that didn't have any of that bullshit behind them. Why couldn't they succeed to that level? You know, like I, I see people that, you know, are fucking doing heroin in the middle of their career and they're killing it. I'm like, Whoa, that that's amazing. You know, I, I want to fucking be even a quarter as successful as you. I don't want to do heroin though. I mean, I, I don't know if that's like the, the secret to it, but when I was doing drugs, I was not any more successful than I am now. Well, I'm more successful now than I'm not doing drugs. That's typically the norm, and the other one is the outlier. Well, I mean, you know, think think about like uh, you know most musicians. Most musicians were doing a whole lot of drugs. Tool, you know, fucking nirvana and you're like whoa man their music is great and then it's like oh no kurt cobain that's too much shotgun for you oh no he, he died from an overdose of shotgun how did we get on this subject when we're talking about our youth of society because you know it's you know succeeding pretty much you know you see people that well it have, just sounds like you're advocating for drugs for our kids don't okay kids don't do drugs you know, but when parents say absolutely not, never do drugs, drugs are the devil, no, 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 kids definitely want to do drugs more. Right. But again, like, that that's a parenting style. Instead of saying no, have a conversation. It, I personally believe that if you have a conversation with your child, your child's going to grow up to be a better person because, again, you're already instilling them instilling into them open communication and so if there's some a question about something instead of just saying no explain why no go go ahead and then like if the kid is going to ask more questions then answer more questions but it should never end with no don't do it or no because i said so or no because i'm the parent it should always be like no because and then give them the reason why it's a no yeah, I mean, you know, mo, mo, like, you know, my parents were just like, no, drugs are horrible. I've done all the drugs. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, I've done all of them except for heroin because I'm definitely afraid of needles and I don't want to smoke it. Fair enough. But like if my daughter came up and was like, dad, I want to do heroin. Let's talk about it. Why? Do you know what it could do to your body? Do you know what the risks are? Let's talk about all that stuff. It's not like. No, don't ever do it. It's no because. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's always, you know, the greatest thing is, you know, don't stick your finger in that light socket because, you know, you'll get shocked. And, but, you know, we'll, we'll get more into that. And, uh, you know, my next question, well, I mean, you know, last question, you know, should boarding schools, you say, fuck the, bo- fuck the boarding schools, fuck all that bullshit, you know, invest in the community. I, I say, you know, yeah, you know, 
get heavier on the fucking boarding schools, make them more because I was in a boarding school and I didn't turn into a fuck up. I was very much on the path to becoming a fuck up. And, you know, since I went to the boarding school, I feel like it, you know, helped me get, you know, a sense of, you know, purpose or whatever the fuck. There's no, you know, sob story here, but. Oh, no, I think summer camp is a good alternative to boarding school. Yeah, I mean, you know, make them more, you know, success or accessible because, you know, parents can't afford it. Because, you know, I, I seen the price of my fucking boarding school and it made my jaw drop. I'm like, what? They spent that kind of fucking money? If they'd have just given me that kind of money, I'd have fucking acted right. I don't think that's the case. But I okay. think I'd have died on the heroin overdose. But, um, but you know, he, here here's a, here's a dark question. Um, should the death penalty be considered for some extreme cases of... Nope. No? No, no death penalty for kids whatsoever? Nope. Um, you could, again, as a society, this is something that we should take a hit on. And if I, I understand that I don't believe in institutionalizing someone, I absolutely don't, but I also don't believe in like, (coughs) um, what's it called? Killing a kid for something that the kid could have or could not have understood what they did. If we are going to believe in uh, what's it called juvie and jails and prisons as a society and believe that we could reform someone through those systems, then I don't think we should ever imp- uh, implement a death penalty on a child. Now, even if the child is 17, 18, right on the edge of like becoming well, eight, an adult, 18 is an adult, right? But like, you know, depending on what state you're in, cause like 16 in some states are adults. So again, yeah, that just, bothers me. Just depending on where you are for that adult, it, it doesn't matter. You're a child. You should go ahead, do time in the institution. I already said that. I'm. I know I'm contradicting myself on this, but I don't believe. Again, if, if we have a society that agrees that we could rehabilitate, we should never take a child's life. We should at least try the rehabilitation process. Put them through juvie go through jail, go through if we, if they could like mentally change through a psyche valve, give him a chance on probation. It's not something that like, Oh, he was 16. He murdered eight or this whole family at 21. He should be out. He has to go. They have to go through like the checks and balances, the hoops, but I don't believe in just like, Oh, we should go ahead and kill that child. Well, I, I mean like the, you know, it's never going to happen because people fucking like, oh, he's a child, he has dimples, eh, whatever. You know, there's no fucking life sentences for fucking children at all. I think that one got, you know, fucking thrown out. Like, yeah, no more mandatory life sentences. And, you know, if, if your child does something fucked up, like murder someone, you know. But if like a 17-year-old, for instance, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go to an extreme in the what if actually in a real life land um like a kid went and did sandy hook the kid that did sandy hook should he get the death penalty if he is alive no again like i stated i if we're going to as a society believe in that the prison system and the jail system could uh rehabilitate 
then we should give this kid a chance to be rehabilitated. Okay, so what if like a 17-year-old decided to start molesting, you know, seven-year-olds? At that point, you know, everyone would jump right on fucking board. Yeah, kill his ass. Okay. I yeah, have the issue because I do think pedophiles are the exception to death penalties. And, like, I, I, I am highly against the death penalty in general, so let's just start there. That's why I'm adamant on not killing our kids. But with that example, again... There's always exa- or exemption yeah, there, there, to the there's rule. There's always, you know, extre- that's why I have it, you know, down here and, of extreme cases of kid crime. And, like, I do think pedophiles, all pedophiles, should receive the death penalty. Now, there's outliers for pedophiles, too. I know that. And this is crazy because I know everyone's just like, what? Gasp. Outlier for pedophile, but like no, if, no one if, is if, taking if, mercy on a pedophile. But no like, one's if, like poor pedophile. No, no, no. Time out. If you're like 19 and you're dating a 17 year old, you could legitly go to jail and be labeled. Well, I mean, so um, like there's again, a Romeo and Juliet clause. Again, there there's just outliers. So I understand, and that's the only outlier that would be like, yo, I don't think this pedophile should die. <laughs> and again. I understand. I understand gasp of like, oh, he's defending pedophiles, but I'm not defending this one type of case because there's always exemptions beyond that. I think pedophiles, there should be the death penalty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're like, yeah, if a child is a pedophile, fucking, you know, kill him, chop off his head, fuck him, you know. Yeah, and but pretty much for anything else, you're like, no, just give them a chance. They're a child. What could they know? And, and, and you know, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I most definitely do. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, concede to your, you know, logic here. Yes, they are fucking children. You know, even if they are misguided. And who I was as a child, it's very different from who I am today. And they'll have to live with that guilt for the rest of their life. And they will have to fucking, you know, do the time for the crime. If Even if it's, you know, insane, like killing both your fucking parents because they took away your Xbox or whatever. Like, I took my dad's revolver out and I fucking shot both my parents. And now I have to, like, live with that for the rest of my life. I had to go do 20 years in fucking prison, but... Fact check on something you stated earlier. As of uh, 2005, there was at least 2,225 children offenders uh, serving life without parole sentences in the U.S. 2005? Yeah. That's just a fact check on Human Watch. I mean... I know there's more now because we're in 2020. But I just wanted to fact check that because you said I don't think there are, and I want to let you know there definitely are. Yeah, there's over two thousand serving life without parole. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, kids. Shouldn't have done the crime if you don't want to do the time. But yeah, I mean, honestly, they should just get rid of that. They should be like, 
They should have a maximum sentence for, you know, people under 18. If you're 18, go fuck yourself. Get a life sentence. But if you're under 18. Bro, here's a crazier one. Since 1973, 226 juvenile death sentences have been imposed. That's crazy. Okay, so I get. I guess I was completely fucking wrong on that count. They are killing kids. They, yeah. I mean, it, it. It. You know, that's an atrocity. But you got to remember that we are not the only ones that kill kids. You, yeah. you shouldn't justify it. I'm just was letting you know that it's happened. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, at least we're not fucking marching them off to the fucking, you know, showers. Metaphorically, we are, but still, whatever. I mean, you know, that that's the other inmates. They're marching them off to the... Oh, dear God. Yeah, I, I feel like children, if children are, like, you know, put in prison, I feel like they're protected by, you know, the other fucking men there. And, like, no one fucks with the kid. No. You should you should w- definitely watch the, uh, what's it called, the documentary of the uh, Central Park Straight? Five. Oh. Uh, and like when those kids went to prison and what happened to them, like, no, they were not protected. Well, were they in juvie or were no, they... they were in jail? That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, you know, it depends really on, you know, what they fucking did. If they did some heinous shit, but if it's like a scared little kid, it's like, I'm 16. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Put me in here with you guys. I'm like, all right, kid, come here. I'll fucking. Yeah, you, you would. You would think as society we would do that, but we do not care. Well, like in prison, if you're a pedophile, you get fucking you know PC to write the fuck on up. Right. They do not allow you into gin pop because you will fucking get killed. Right. There are people serving fucking life, and they do not care, and they do not like you, and they will kill you. But those people that are serving life don't care about the little kid too. Well, I mean. Yeah, they they probably won't let them get raped, hopefully. No, again, you should watch that documentary, bro. Anyways, well, next question. I, I, I don't want to watch children getting raped. Thank God. Um, but yeah, you, you say uh, no death penalty. I say, you know, fuck them. Let, let them, if they do some crazy shit. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, you know, kind of leaning towards what you were saying. <laughs> you know, they're children. Give them a chance. Yeah, I'll let you win that one. Um, should parents be able to deprive their children of, you know, things like food, um, as punishment, you know, all right, go to bed, you know, you've been rude, you know, no food for you. So now are you saying it like no dinner for you or no dessert for you? Cause there is a distinction. No dinner. You know, that is child abuse. Really? I absolutely think that is child abuse. Okay. So what if, you know, you are offered the food, you know, hey, we're going to have green bean casserole. (laughs) I hate green bean casserole. I'm not eating it. It's like, okay, go to bed without dinner then. I. Because, you know, now now we're. Okay. So, so with that being said, I would be like, well, this is what we're going to eat. Again, it, I'm not going to send them to bed as punishment for not wanting to eat it. They just, sorry, that's what you get. This is what we're eating tonight. You could eat this now. You could eat this later. Or you could not eat this at all. But it's your choice. Again, you are telling your kid why. And you are giving them the choice. Yeah, I mean, I remember back in boarding school, 
um, if you didn't eat your food, um, they would save it for you for the next fucking meal. That's actually hardcore. I didn't even think of doing that. Um, and then you'd have to fucking eat it. And if you didn't eat it, then they'd save it for the next meal. And like, there'd be a point where they'd throw it away and be like, all right. Right. You know, and then if you like, you know, went on a hunger strike, they'd force feed you and you, you don't want that. They, they'd bring you in. They'd show you that they can definitely force feed you. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll go eat. Yeah. I'm fucking, what is this? Pig soft? Mm, delicious. Yeah. That, that force fader. Okay. Yeah. Just put it away. Cool. 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 And, and as long as I was there, I was there for close to two years. Actually, not really. I was there for 15 months, but <laughs> um, a year and three months. Um, no one got fucking force fed. I did get a forced tuberculosis shot and that sucked because I am deathly afraid of needles and it took six men to hold me. But other than that, yeah, no, I never got force fed, but I did fucking refuse to eat a couple meals because they were nasty. But so like as a parent, you would be okay with be like, go to bed. You don't want to eat this. Fine. Go to bed. And then just make him go to bed. Like we're talking dinner times normally like six or seven. Bedtime's like normally eight or nine. Yeah, I mean, if they're being a little rude fucking piece of shit, and like, mom, you cook like shit, and you fucking smell like a dirty pussy, and it's like, all right, go to fucking bed then. You know, you came out of this dirty pussy, so you're part dirty pussy, you fucking son of a bitch. I, I don't even know how it gets that far, because like, again, if you... S- and again, I'm not arguing different parenting style. Just talking on my personal own. I've had open conversations with my child forever. She, she has had issues where she didn't want to eat what we made. We, again, handled it as this is what's here. You could choose to eat it or you could choose not to. But that's what's going on. And then, I mean, should, should parents, you know, cater more towards what their kids like? Like, I to this day, I do not like mushrooms or olives. I never liked them, ever. You know, water chestnuts is in third place. It's not a hard no, but it's like, oh, I don't want to. You know, okay. I'll, I'll eat a water chestnut. I will not eat an olive or a mushroom. Refuse. So, here's my answer to that. If... You've made the meal once and the kid has tried it and does not like it. That's your fault if you're making that exact same meal. Now, uh, and you could always change it a little to help cater to the kid. But like my hard rule is the kid has to try it first. Kid doesn't like it. I'm not going to force the kid to be like, well, you are going to eat these mushrooms. No, like obviously the kid doesn't like it. So that's what it is. Now, well, if you're talking like a three-year-old or a four-year-old, yes, you could go ahead and cater a little bit more to them because they're, they're younger. Like, breast milk again. Damn it. It's like, mom, stop feeding me breast milk. It's weird at this point. My friends think you're a weirdo. But anyways, when they're older, again, if they try it and they genuinely don't like it and you know from you know conversations with your kid – then that's your fault as a parent of making a food that you know your kid's not going to eat. Well, I mean, like, back when I was in grade school, there was a joke we used to tell that was quite racist, but it's like, why do Asians have squinty eyes? 
And it's like, why? Because every night they go, rice again. Super, no. Yep. It's it's hilarious. But, you know, at the same point, it holds a tiny bit of truth. You know, if you have rice every fucking night, you know, you're like, I don't want rice tonight. Can we have something else? And the Asians are like, how can we make rice better? Curry. And it's like, they fucking did it. I'm like, you geniuses. You make rice, like, so good. Again, a little racist. A little. Is it just because you're Asian? No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, you're at the point where do not deprive your kid of food. Yeah, um, I mean, like, if the kids, say say you have the green bean casserole, right? And then at, for dessert, you're going to have a cake. And then the kid's like, I don't want to eat the green bean casserole. And then you're like, well, this is what we're going to eat. And then we're going to have cake afterwards. Kids are like, I don't want green, pa- green bean casserole, but I want cake. Well, you have to eat the green bean casserole to have cake. Otherwise, you don't get it. Well, I'm not going to eat. Okay, that's your choice. That's going through letting them make a decision and explaining what the decision is instead of being like, oh, yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely get what you're saying. You know, no dinner for you. You know, then not even giving them a chance to fucking, you know, get dinner. Fuck you, no dinner. You know, that is child abuse. But giving them an option, no, that's not child abuse. What about, you know, holding their dinner like, you know, what happened to me in boarding school? You know, okay, you don't want to have this for dinner? You're going to have it for breakfast tomorrow, and it's going to be cold. Again, I don't know. I Like, like is there any, uh, f- you know, dinner that your daughter does not like? No. Yeah, I mean, like, green bean casserole to me is delicious. I love it. Right. Yeah, I'm not, like, oh, yeah, give, like, I remember one time my mom made, like, stinky cheese or some shit. I'm like, that smells horrible. And I ate the entire fucking thing. It was delicious. I'm like, but it's like, it smells bad, but it's cheese. But, I mean, though, our, like, she knows from the beginning you have to try it. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. And I'm not going to make you eat it. But try it first before you say no. I've tried escargot. I've tried, you know, caviar. You know, I, I've been around the culinary palate. Mushrooms and olives. Hard nose. Gross. Fair enough. I've eaten whole coffee beans. I've eaten, you know, just, eh, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I say, you know, it, it's not too much of abuse if you fucking, you know, send your kid to, ch- to bed. We're pretty much on the same level on this. Um, If a child unknowingly or accidentally commits a kind of serious crime, like minor theft or, you know, using a pellet gun or a rock to break a window, uh, to what extent should they be punished? So, you know, they're out in the backyard shooting off their pellet gun or whatever. They have like an airsoft gun, boom, they're shooting at a target. One pellet goes off, you know, hits a fucking window, breaks it, you know. So... The parent should be responsible for replacing the window, mm-hmm. and the parent should be responsible for punishing the child or disciplining the child. Okay, okay. Now, if said Timmy goes out again and shoots another window, and then you pay for a window a second time, and then the third window, you pay for the window the third time, you might want to change how you are explaining slash disciplining Timmy. Yeah, take away the fucking gun, dumbass. After the first time, big. Like, well, I'm selling this gun to fucking pay for the window. I mean, that that's how I would do it. You know, if you fucking did some shit, big. Like, 
you know, accidents do happen and there are consequences to accidents. It's shitty. I know, but this is a great life lesson to learn right now because you're going to have another accident. You know, you might, you know, fucking bang up your car, you know, take it off a fucking hit a pothole and have to fucking pay for a new tire. You know, that's just life. That's just what it is. So, you know, now you fucking, you know, lose this or I'm going to take this. I'm going to sell this to help fucking pay for a new window. And you would do that first time. First time. Yeah. You know, oh, you fucking, you know, did, you know, you threw a rock and it fucking broke, you know, Mr. McGuffin's fucking window next door. You know, okay, well, you know, go over there, get a quote for, you know, Mr. McGuffin to, you know, replace his window. Sorry, this is what happened. Have him come with me and have him apologize or my daughter. I don't have either. I'm never going to have any kids. Um, but, you know, just make okay. You know, apologize. Tell them what happened. You know, have your kid take responsibility for what the hell happened. Say it was an accident. You know, don't lie for the kid. And, you know, come up with a game plan how you're going to fix it right there. Because if you've, you know, I, I, I figure like 99% of the time when someone, you know, t- you know, claims fault, you know, that it was me, this was an accident, and this is how I'm going to fix it and make it up to you. They can't really get mad at you. That's fair enough. You know, like, you know, if someone's like, oh, man, I fucked up, you know, here's how I'm going to fix it. Here's how I'm going to make it better. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. You know, and then be like, okay, we're going to, you know, sell your Xbox. And you don't actually have to go sell the Xbox. The parent could have the fucking money. What you do is you just hide the fucking Xbox and wait until they do something, you know, really good. Like, okay, you're going to go start mowing lawns. You're going to start, you know, shoveling snow. You're going to go, you know, picking weeds and go throughout the neighborhood and see what you can do for the neighbors to raise this money. And then once that happens, then you get, you know, this item back. I like that. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean... You know, I, I've never broken a window or anything like that, but, you know, it's just, you know, something I, I think about. Um, all right, and, and here here's a, here's a real good one. Is it okay for another person that you know to discipline your child, or is it strictly the parent's job? For an example, you know, a teacher, you know, disciplining your child, you know, your friends disciplining your child, or a family member, like a grandma disciplining Long as it's not hands-on, we are good. You are not going to physically discipline my child. You could discipline my child as in, you know, taking something away, putting them in timeout, uh, restricting their, uh, what's it called, ability to go outside and play with their friends, stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, unless we have discussed where our limit is on physical discipline, you will not physically discipline my child. See, the, like, like I've known you forever, and I know your daughter as well, and I would never dream in a million years of ever disciplining your daughter. For any fucking reason, I'd just come to you and be like, this is what happened, and, you know, I'd leave it up to you. Right. But, like, there's, there's uh, special occasions, like, hey, if you have to watch her for yeah. some reason overnight and stuff, like, you are passing on... Uh, what's it called those disciplinary rights where like yes you should be able to but again 
not on not physical and the biggest reason not physical is because like everyone has a different parenting style exactly everyone has a different level of how physical they would be comfortable with you know like uh when like i would babysit my little brothers for instance oh yeah i would spank the hell out of them i just but you know i only had to do it once because you know my dad would let the my little brothers walk all over them and then the second, you know, I, I showed him, I'm like, dude, I know all your little mind games. I know what's going on. I'm only slightly older than you, and I know all the BS you're pulling right now. And when they when I told when I showed him, I'm no punk, I'm no one to be messed with, you know, they, they straightened up and acted right. You know, I'd be like, go upstairs, you know, they they'd come home from school and be like, all right, get your homework done. And I would trust them to get their homework done. Right. And then I'd come in. I'm like, did you get your homework done? And I'm like, yep. I'm like, all right, go ahead and go play or go out and do whatever you want to do. You know, dinner is going to be it this time. And, you know, my dad be like, I'm going to, you know, after work, I'm going to go on a date or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll watch the boys. They're no problem. And then I check their homework because I'm no fool. Right. I'm like, then I call them back in. I'm like, is there anything you want to tell me about your homework? Yeah, you know, I'd treat him like an adult. Right. And they're like, no. I'm like, well, guess what? I checked it. I'm not dad. I'm not an idiot. I'm like, oh, damn it. I thought you were going to check it. I'm like, I did. I most definitely did. Um, get back in there and do your homework now. Yeah. You know, that's just, you know, the first level of punishment. And the more and more they would, you know, like, I'm not doing this fucking homework. You know, I'm like, all right, you're going to get spanked then. You know, there, there's, you know, because I, I know my brothers and I know how stubborn they can be. And sometimes they need to, you know, swat. And, you know, I remember like one time they stole from me and uh, I had to beat their asses something fierce. Like, I don't know if you remember like the uh, golden Pokemon balls, like the golden Pokemon cards from Burger yeah. King. I had the entire collection, pristine condition. Boxes not even wrinkled. They were my fucking prized possession on a shelf that I installed in my room. They fucking came into my room, like, because I, like, you know, I think I was still in school at that point or whatever, or I wasn't home. They took all of them. I had the full fucking collection, put them in their fucking backpack, took them to school, and traded them for some shitty Pokemon cards. You best believe I whooped their ass. And they never entered my room without knocking ever again. Even if the door is wide the fuck open. You know, they'd knock. Can, can I come in? I'm like, yeah, come on in. You know, they got their punishment. I lost my fucking shit. I'm like, yeah, you know. That, that, that's what you got for doing what you did. That's fair enough. And, and they still remember that story to this day. I'm like, remember when you stole my Pokemon? Like, uh, yeah, I remember, you asshole. <laughs> And what's even better is, like, I can buy the whole collection for, like, $100 right now. Right. I'm like, yeah, whatever. They're fucking Burger King toys. But it's the principle of the fucking thing. But, you know, see, I was allowed to beat my brothers, you know. And if you don't know the fucking kid at all, don't touch that fucking kid for any fucking reason whatsoever. Like, unless they're going about to get hit by a car, you know. If you don't know, don't don't even talk to the kid. It's just, you know. Again, exception, kid is obviously lost. Yeah, I'm like, hey, can I help you get, you know. 
But yeah, there, there's very few exceptions for talking or touching to a kid that you don't know at all. But, you know, your your daughter is, you know, fucking angel. And I, yeah, she never has to even get disciplined. So let's let's see. What, what do I got for the next question? Yeah, we're, we're, we're right on the fucking same wavelength with that, though. Um, should parents be held accountable for the actions of their child? Again, it depends. Like, um, if kids stole car or inc- incurs like a fine of some sort like that, like the parents should be responsible. But if like kid murders someone, um, parents shouldn't go to jail for that. Parents are already responsible with like the court and everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, on. like to what to what end should like parents be? you know, responsible. Like if, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, Again. hit it like, you know, 17, you know, would his parents, you know, be responsible? I mean, is his parents responsible for, you know, the atrocious actions of Jeffrey Dahmer? I mean, in like real terms, no, but society would still hold it. Hold yeah. Him. I mean, um, so like what I talk about responsibility in legal terms, I'm talking about like, okay, so all the way up to a fine, should be the parents should be responsible for and stuff like that any jail time or whatnot is the kids again it's weird because i don't believe in sending your kid to jail except for certain issues so it depends on what happened like honestly (laughs) you know it it should just find the parent you know for you know basic shit and you know like less of a fine but to where it's still an inconvenience to the the parents getting punished so it's like you're going to fucking punish your kid. Yeah. Like now. So kids stole car, crash car. Parents should be responsible for paying for it. Kids stole car, crash car, hit a human. Parents should still pay for fine and pay for car. Kids should then whatever we decide as a punishment for taking the life of a human. That's the kid's uh, responsibility there. Now, again, I have issues of institutionalizing, so this is like a conundrum for me. But I would, if if this happened right now, when I was presiding over the case, kid would go to juvie. I don't know for how long, but kid would go to juvie. Parent would pay the fines. Kid gets out of juvie. That's done. Uh, we wouldn't. I wouldn't commit a kid to life in juvie and prison because of that. You know what I mean? It, again, it's a weird, it's a weird conundrum because I don't believe in like putting kids institutionalized but i do believe in like you have to have some sort of punishment for crimes and taking a life whether on accident or on purpose does deserve some sort of retribution well i mean like i don't i don't know if you remember the story of like the kid i mean th- there's a couple of stories like you know um le milton or whatever his name was remember like they made a boondocks episode about him no but continue um, pretty much, you know, a little, uh, you know, chubby black kid, you know, like took his mama's or his grandma's car or something like that. Fucking, you know, went on a joyride, fucking wrecked a whole bunch of shit. And like, yeah, I don't care. I like smoking with cigarettes. And, you know, I, I'm I'm sure you remember this kid. You know, you, 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 you no, start, not really. No, not. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll have to, you know, pull him up later. But yeah, I mean, you know, now that he's older, I, th- I think he's doing a whole lot better. Right. But yeah, I mean, you know, his grandma was, you know, massively 
responsible for all that fucking horse shit that went down. He stole the fucking car. But, you know, you know, that pretty much makes kids a liability that, you you know, it's like, OK, I'm going to come inside you. Oh, no, that's that's going to create a liability. But but as society, uh, I don't know, man, because you're, you're raising a little human anyway. So, yes, your kid what you are teaching your kid, what your te- what your kid is soaking in and how your kid reacts to society is a reflection of you, no I, matter whether it's good or bad. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like it would be kind of cool if they had like lower punishment, like, you know, where at 18 it's a hundred percent and it just like scales down the younger you are. So, like, if your one-year-old is out there singing crack, it's like, oh, man, you get, like, three hours in the pen. You know, one-year-olds are obviously aren't there out there, right. you know, singing crack. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. You know, if you're fucking you know, out there 12 years old, you know, you get caught up in, like, a you know a drug smuggling ring or something. But dumb. now are you talking a mandatory or are you talking that's the maximum? Yeah, have, like, a maximum. But, you know, come up with, you know, obviously if they're fucking deep in the game – and they know what they're fucking doing. You know, never fucking hold the the parent responsible for the kid unless the parent is the one that told the kid to do some shit. So, like, for instance, you know, parent, like, hands a kid a gun. Go over there and shoot that guy in the fucking face. Parents are 100% responsible for that. Okay. You know, any parent that, you know, takes their kid and brainwashes them and is like, you know, do this, go do that. Take this knife, go stab mommy right in the stomach. We don't want to have another brother, do we? You know, type shit. Fair enough. I don't know. So, like, uh, yes. It, everything, you know, depends on what is actually going on. That, that That's really, you know, it, there's always, you know, and yes and. Well, that's why I asked you if it was a minimum or the maximum. And I like your answer of it the being the maximum because I don't believe in minimum punishments. Because, like, mandatory minimums are a shitty idea. Have a mandatory maximum. Kind of exactly. like how the speed limit is. Be like, this is the maximum. We could go, you know, you know, you shouldn't go above it, but, you know. Yeah, no, I think. Like this, boom. I think, honestly, a maximum is the best way instead of a minimum. And that's honestly why I asked you that because the way you just argued that and that's the maximum, I would agree with you. If you would have said the minimum, I would have violently disagreed. Yeah. I mean like, and, and like, the, like I, I'd have to say probably like 15, 20 years ago, there was a story on the news. If I'm remembering this correct, a kid was um, hungry. So he took like his mom's, you know, minivan drove, went, gotten cereal and came back. Everything was fine and dandy. Nothing bad happened. You know, he just, you know, I think like the police pulled him over or something like that. And like, what are you doing? I'm getting cereal. Right. You know, but something bad could have happened. <coughs> yeah. You know, should the parents, you know, have held their, you know, keys around their neck, locked them in the gun safe, you know? No. I mean, like that, that, that's like one of those like middle of the ground things. Cause you know, the kid could have gone and woken up the mom, you know, she wasn't fucking, you know, doing an H not off and yeah. Okay. Let's go get you some food, bud. You know, the kid kind of like took it in his own hands. Cause he's like, I don't want to wake up mom. 
But yeah, I, you know, I feel like we're like right back on the same uh, same area with there. Right. All right, and then uh, yeah, we're we're almost done. We're on the second page now. <laughs> See what time it is. We got got an hour left. Yeah, we're de- we're definitely gonna fucking uh, yeah plow through this. Oh my god, we're already over an hour recording. Um, should children have a say in which parent they want to be with in the case of like divorce, or should the court decide, or should it always just be fifty fifty? Again, this is a case by case thing. Yeah, uh, I think that like ten and above, should the child has more of a say. Um, I think that unless it's uh endangerment for the child, a parent should never be like, no, you can't see the child. Um, as far as the 50-50, I do like that rule for the most part. It's when you're out of state or like vast like yeah. miles difference that it's a little harder to do. And like to say that the court should always be involved is also like hard because if one person could afford a better lawyer than the other, that person who could afford a better lawyer is more than likely going to get the things they want out of it. Um, so it's a case by case and like a mixture of everything. Well, I mean, if you're getting divorced, you know, usually the husband's paying for the wife's lawyer as well. Not necessarily. Like legitly, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been times where, you know, like the, uh, the new boyfriend pays for the fucking lawyer in a case that I know. Yeah, but that, um, that still sounds sexist because uh, in my divorce, my ex-wife's parents paid for it. So, again, it wasn't. That's just how it is. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't even, you know, bother, you know, getting into that fucking dirt with you, you know, because that's your own shit. Yeah. You know. But, like, that's why I say, like, it, it typically the person with a afford a better lawyer gets the most out of it. But I think that, or most of what they want out of it, I think that uh, it should be a default of something of a 50-50. And then things such as, like, daydreaming to child and stuff should... I I feel like, you know, the uh, parents of the child should, you know, be able to sit down and speak, you know, candidly um, about, you know, and, and, uh, like, grown-ups about how they're going to divide the custody of the child. Right. But it doesn't always, it it, It doesn't. Yeah. I, I, I know that very well, you know, my fucking mom and you know, yeah. Right. She's like, I hate him so much. I'm like, why you, you fucking been divorced longer than you've been married. (laughs) Stop, stop hating him. He's not even like, I don't remember the names of my ex girlfriends. Ugh, crazy. Um, but here, here's another one that is quite controversial. Should fathers have the say in abortions or is it her body, her choice? So for instance, you know, a woman is getting an abortion because she doesn't want a baby, but the uh, man desperately wants that fucking baby. Should the man be able to come in and like stop that abortion? Because that's technically, you know, his son or his daughter or whatever as well. All right. So there's a few key points I want to touch on all of these. Yep. I do think that let's start with the easier one. If girl wants baby guy does not, 
they should have a uh, signed agreement. Guys not going to pay child support. I know that sounds super callous, but that's it's her body, her choice. He doesn't want to be part of that child's life. That should go down. Now, well, I mean, I feel the like vice- there should be like a uh, <coughs> a bare minimum which he has to pay because yes, you know, she, you know, he doesn't want to have that baby. But, you know, here is, you know, the flat out, you know, I don't want anything to do with this baby. I get no rights to this baby whatsoever. But, you know, here you have to fucking, you know, pay for, you know, these basic necessities. You know, here it's a $10,000 fucking bill. You know, you can pay it in increments. Boom. And you're done. You know, because that's cheaper than child support. It'll be something to look at. But like, here's the, but, and the only reason why I say that is like reversely. Here's the other thing. Because I was going to attack, uh touch the same example switched so girl wants not to have baby guy wants baby there should be at least an option of like if girl is willing guy could pay for surrogacy um but with what you said of the first one of if girl wants baby guy does not guy should pay for minimal if guy wants baby and girl does not is there not a payment that girl has to make for guy then because that that's the issue with taking it your way versus if uh girl wants baby guy does not guy just signs away rights doesn't have anything to do just walk away that that's the decision made where if girl wants or guy wants baby girl does not guy could offer to pay for surrogacy again girl doesn't have to accept but at least there's that option yeah i mean like for for being a dude, it's pretty easy. Like you know, our our part in it not that hard. It's you know thirty seconds, and you know oh that that could be another life. There's a million right there. Right. And, and you know, as a dude, you can pay for surrogacy, and then that's fine and dandy, or adopt, or whatever you want. But you know, it, it it's you know, you know these pro lifers. It's like you know. Abortion should be, you know, pretty much it should be free and, you know, easy to get because no, you know, couple or woman <coughs> should have to, you know, ruin their life or put everything on fucking hold or, you know, you know, pretty much sacrifice everything they have for another life that they are not ready for yet. That's fair enough. I just simply put it pro choice is your choice. Um, Cause yeah. like all, all the circ there's so many different circumstances of women not wanting to have a kid or a reason not to, or a reason to need an abortion that like as a guy, I just can't speak on it that way. And that's why I uh, worded it that way with like guy, girl and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, you know, men, men, you know, should have a choice. Everyone should have a choice. It, it, it all, everyone should have a say in it. No you know, one like, should have a bigger say than the other. And that's why <coughs> with fairness is girl wants baby. Guy doesn't guy walks away. Girl is okay. Documents are signed. Guy wants baby. Girl doesn't guy offers the surrogacy again. If see, girl doesn't like, want to keep it. Unfortunately for the guy, because the guy's not carrying it, then that's the girl's choice. See, like, how horrible would it be if, like, the guy, like, you know, convinced the chick and she's like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll keep it. You know, 
I, I really don't want a fucking baby. I, we can't afford it. And then the second the baby's born, like the guy like like, yeah, I don't want a baby now either. Ugh, gross. But again, the documents are signed. The baby is the guy's responsibility. Again, I know we're talking it as an object right now and not as a human being. And if we talked of it like using the exact same terms as a human being, then we're ta- we're talking, you know, buying and selling a person, which is then slavery. But <laughs> again, no, buying the rights to the life is really what we're talking about. You know, buying, you know, the right for that child to live. Right. But know. but again, if girl decides that she doesn't want baby and guy says, I will pay for surrogacy and have that sign then when baby is born guy has now choice of do i want to keep baby or do i want to put up baby for adoption but that- yeah i mean like at that point it, like if it's your girlfriend it's like i'll pay you for surrogacy and you know that just makes it really weird it's like oh i feel disgusting taking this fucking money yeah but that that you only know. makes it weird because uh, that's us as a society right now but once we normalize things like we not getting political right not trying to get political but we've normalized so many things over the past 3 years that any time before that we would have said this is crazy and not have accepted so, again, it's just what we're willing to accept and try we see common in society. So if we saw if we did this more commonly, then it wouldn't be weird. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, like going to like a nudist colony and then you walk around naked for 10 minutes. And it's like, oh, this is normal. This is fine. There's nothing wrong here. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's. This is always going to be a decisive issue with everyone. You know, pay, like paying, you know, pe- like women will definitely try and get, you know, the fucking 80,000 or whatever it is for the surrogacies. Hey, I'm pregnant. Do you want to keep the baby? Like, yeah, of course I want to keep the baby. Pay me for the surrogacy then. No. you're Or, or you're, like, you know, you're, you're, you know, six months pregnant or, you know, you get to the point where you can't have that abortion no more. And... You know, the woman's like, oh, shit, I'm pregnant. I just didn't notice because, you know, I'm a fucking, you know, I'm big. But at that point, then, I don't know, man. You're, you're making it seem like women are succubuses with, for the money with that. And, like, that, I, would, I that mean, wouldn't the, be the, the case. There is going to be, you know, that case where yeah. that does happen. Yeah, but it's outlier, outliers. Yeah. It's just like, call, that, well, that, wait, it's like calling all white people fucking KKK racist because there's a what's it called a hundred thousand kkk members like no so not all women are going to be like oh i have a magic money vagina so i'm going to go ahead and sell my baby off for the eighty thousand. no most of no no that those are outliers not the norm yeah normally for surrogacy you know you have a lot of control over what happens what the lady eats you know, that that's really why you're paying the eighty thousand. It's like you're gonna fucking just chill for this year. You're gonna make sure that this baby is like perfect baby. Right. But but again, when you are saying that the girl's gonna get pregnant and then be like, Yo, you wanna keep this baby? You wanna pay me. No, that okay, that could happen in singles relationships. That can happen, but it's not gonna change the fundamental of what we do in life and have a relationship and then 
choose to have a baby together. Oh, that that it, it's definitely going to like complicate marriages though. It's like I want to have a baby. I don't. Well, if you want to keep this baby, pay me. You know, it's like I'll pay you half. You know, it's like I'll get you a diamond ring. I I think you. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 a cynic. I admit that. I I will be the first to admit that. I'm a huge cynic, and I see you know the worst case scenario that could ever happen. So, what's your percentage of you think that cha- happening? Literally, what do you think? Twenty percent. Wrong. There's no way that's going to go to 20% of like normal relationships. And then this law changes. And then all of a sudden 20% of normal relationships are like, yo, you got to pay me. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I I definitely could see that happening to where women at least try They're like, Hey, you know, cause again, you're making it seem like women are all just about the money. It's not, I, I absolutely see like, 5% 5% of relationships having this issue, 5%, because typically with any population, 5% is an outlier. So 5% is a good, safe number for like any, anything of any change that 5% is going to try to, you know, uh, skirt on without or by trying to get over it on it. But the rest of it's going to carry on as usual. I mean, you'll see. Like, Well, I mean, this will never become a thing. Like I, I, I play in the lands of what ifs right all day long, you know, that, that, you know, could be like the name of this episode. It never is. This name of this episode is going to be parenthood and it's going to be a double feature. Sorry guys. We're late. Um, but yeah, I mean, let, let's, let's continue on. Um, should taxpayers have to, you know, support mothers with more kids than sense and that they can handle through, you know, child tax credits, WIC, food, housing assistance. So my thing with all that is that the fuck is it your phone? Anyways, I think that. So I don't believe in telling people how many kids they can have. I do believe that it's set for outlier cases of like, you know, uh, having multiple babies at one time. Octomom, triplets, quadruplets. I think your tax credit should max out at three. Three? Okay. I'd say two. Yeah, but again, I don't know. I say three. I, I, right, right now, if you have more than two children, you are expanding the population, and if you know you have two, you're keeping the population the same. If you have one, you know our population is going down, and you know sometimes you know population explosion is not what we need. We need to, you know, have a slow culling. I mean, it, it sounds fucking harsh, and it is. But, you know, sometimes we just need to, you know, that's why China has a one-child policy right now. They don't have a one-child policy right now. That was lifted. Was it lifted? It was lifted, like, years ago. What are you talking about? No way. Yeah. Where's my phone? I, I need to fucking guarantee this. I don't know where my phone's at. Oh, here it is. The one-child policy got lifted? This can't be true. China's one-child policy. So like, do 
Let's let's see. Wikipedia, you know what I want. Please don't ask me to give you money. Yeah, no, it it, it fucking ended in 2015. Yeah, not fucking forever ago. That was like I said years ago. I literally said years ago. I didn't say decades ago. I didn't say generations ago. I said years ago. So five years isn't years ago, bro. I mean, technically, yes. But you made it sound like it's like, yeah, back in 1983 is when it ended. I'm like, what? No, it happened in our lifetime. It happened when my child was born. But like, yes, it's ended. But, you know, back back, back to the question, you know, should you know, we have to support? And uh, I say, no, give them, you know, two children, give them their fucking wick for as many kids as they want. Because there's there's no reason that, you know, we should starve the kids or punish the kids for the mom having too many. But have it to where you can only buy kid food. Fair enough. So, like, what I'm talking about, though, is like the tax credit. Yeah. Um, I think three you can max out for the tax credit. Um, yeah, and if you want to have more, that should be on you. Yeah, you you can have as many babies as you want. Go ahead, have as many babies. I agree with have as wick for all the babies. I do not agree with having tax credit for all the babies. I agree yeah. with tax credit for three tops. You say two tops. I say two tops, yeah. And, and then, like, you know, food or housing allowance, you know, because you can get wick and food stamps. Like, they're separate things. Right. Um. And WIC is Women, Infants, and Children. It's a program that helps with, you know, getting supplies needed for babies. Had its roots started in in the Black Panthers. What, what? Yep. Um, But also when you talk food stamps, though, and whatever you say because you didn't didn't finish, I am going to say, though, that everyone, again, I am a super lib at heart. I think we, everyone should have food stamps where they're not worried about food. Yeah, I, I don't. Like, I don't think here in America food should ever be a fucking issue. I am a fat man. Most Americans are fat men. You know, even if you're a woman, if you're eating a Cinnabon, Louis C.K. said it best. You're a man in that moment. What a legend. I don't think genders have anything to do with what you're eating, but fair enough. Oh, no. If you're eating a Cinnabon, you're a man. I don't care who the fuck. I don't care if you're like, yeah, I'm fucking, you know, RuPaul. It's like, you're a man. You can be RuPaul in full drag, eating a Cinnabon. You're a full-blown man, beard and all, just ugh, for that moment. I guess. Again. Have you ever had a Cinnabon? Yeah. Where have you had a Cinnabon? From Cinnabon? Oh, yeah. I forget that, like, they exist outside of airports. Yeah. I forget that all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. We have Cinnabon down the street. Do. We have, like, multiples in this town. I just don't go to them because, you know, I don't have diabetes yet. Because you're not a man. Not a, I'm not a man, That's no. So That's so dumb. I'm a, I'm a sprightly young boy. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty much on the same you know levels that don't fucking take away their food, but take away their free fucking money. So they don't have real good incentives to have 12 fucking kids. And if they want to have 12 fucking kids, they can have them. We're just not paying for them. Um... Unless they have, you know, unless it's Octomom or, you know, something crazy. Yeah. You can have your tax credit for all eight. <coughs> Just don't have any more. You shut all that shit down. Tie it all off. Whatever. Clamps. Um, next question. 
should drug addicted mothers be allowed to keep their children? So if you're, you know, if your baby's born as a crack baby, pretty easy to fucking tell, you know, with the seizures and all and the possible death. Um, you would, I say the only way that they keep it is if they go through uh, rehab successfully. Success. So would the state keep their baby until then? Yes. And then if they relapse, do they get their baby taken away? I don't know the answer to this one. And what about alcoholics? You know, like if a woman comes in drunk to give birth, oh my God, yeah. Again, would have to go through rehab. And here's here's the reason why my opinion is of rehab. Um, I know rehab isn't proven effective 100%. Nothing's proven effective 100%. Um, but letting the child go home knowing the danger is putting the child in endangerment. So at least through rehab and like a successful run through it gives both the child and the parent a chance. That's literally all I have to say about that one. Um, and, and then and when you say like, the we, mothers, you know, be charged with anything. No. If, if they come in, you know, high, you know, let's say high on math. No. Again, I think we put too much emphasis on like people coming in on drugs and stuff like that. I, again, I know that you're putting the child in danger being high on the drugs, having a crack baby. I understand all this. Yeah. I'm not but, saying send her to fucking prison, but, but, but it, it, it's, that's more of a, again, I think that's more of a societal fail and we should be trying to help our uh, people than punishing our people. And so charging them is more of a punishment or, while putting them through rehab is more of a help. Okay. You know, I, I can see that you're like heavy on the rehab. Well, again, I'm heavy on just like in most situations, trying to help the person and show them a different way instead of just punishing the person. And uh, what's it called? Being like, you did this wrong. Don't do that again. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, as me, like, I, I've done, you know, all my drugs. And, you know, I came out on the other side unscathed. Thank, you know, the Lord or whatever. Just thank me because, uh, you know, some drugs aren't great. And, you know, there are definitely days I look back on, you know, doing them again. And we can definitely do a whole episode on fucking drugs and you know, should drugs all fucking be, you know, legalized? I think they should. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of content there. Right. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I feel like if a mother, you know, comes in with a crack baby, she should just be like, okay, we're, we're, you know, having a social worker come in, you know, talk to you, find out what the fuck is going on and see if we can find a way for you to be able to keep this baby because as of right now what you're doing is child abuse you know you are essentially giving your baby crack or giving your baby meth or fucking you know getting your baby drunk and causing problems later on in their life so it is a negligence assault a whole bunch of shit you know you don't want any of that 
you know, we want you to be able to have your baby and, you know, raise it. And we want you to do better in life. Hurt. You know, and that being said, should homeless women be allowed to, you know, take a baby? You know, they come in, they're homeless, they don't have a home. Should they be able to fucking, you know, have their child? You know, this is a little bonus question that I just thought of off the top. You know, homeless lady comes in pregnant because homeless people do fuck. They're trying to use condoms, but. Yes, but we should have a program to at least provide housing for the first six months. So the child has a good head start. Well, the child has a head start and you're helping the mom get on her feet because it's really hard to start from behind with a kid. Whereas in like, again, I'm a big society person. So, okay. So I, I kind of see what you're saying, you know, get her a fucking place to live, you know, help her get a fucking job, you know, help her with, you know, rearing the child, you know, help her with daycare, you know, help her to get back on her feet. Right. And, then when she's on her feet, make like, okay, good. We, we saved another one. Yeah. But what happens when, you know, they run out of room on that? Again, us in America, there's no such thing as running out of room. It's just decided on how much we want to fund that part of our society or not. Yeah. Tr- like if, if we're able to give trillions to businesses, we're able to mo- make money and help. Yeah. We, we could easily house like all the fucking, uh, you know, homeless vets. Easily. Right. And just like, yep, we don't want to because that's not profitable for us. And someone's going to come pay those fucking bills and we don't want to have to do it. Right. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I feel like, you know, we're, we're close, you know, on that. But you're just like, yeah, fucking give them everything. And I'm like, Take that baby away. And uh, if they're a bad mother, you know, save them. All right. Um, here, here's a controversial one that uh, I don't actually get seen a whole lot. Should every fucking baby that comes out be given a paternity test? So should the father, you know, the quote-unquote father that's there be given a paternity test? And if, you know, that man finds out that that baby is not his... Because, you know, those paternity tests are pretty fucking accurate. You know, should he be able to just pick, yep, all right, bye, bitch. So, I think it should be more normalized of the option of having it. I don't think it should be mandatory of having it. So, like, you know, just any, like, she just tricks a dude into coming in, thinking it's his bait, you know, his baby and... You have a really low opinion of women with their trickeries. But uh, I know I think that like, again, if you're a couple that wants to know and y'all are both OK with it or even one of y'all are OK with it, then go ahead and get it. But would I say normalize some people take offense to that? Like, oh, you don't trust me. And I think that like it shouldn't be about like, well, I mean, oh, you don't like, trust me. I honestly, think- you know, the, the main thing that stops that is HIPAA laws. And thank God for that horse shit, you know, because, right. you know, if I go to the doctor and I'm like, you yeah, doctor, I want this. The doctor can't tell my wife shit. No, I understand that. And I do understand all that. 
but I don't think it should be mandatory. It's again, your body, your choice, but I think it should be more normalized where, Hey, I want to get this. And it's not like, Oh, it's an automatic defensive of, you don't trust me. It's more of like, okay, yes or no, you know? Yeah. I, I get it. You know, we're running short on time. We only got, you know, a few more minutes left. Um, we only got a couple questions left. Um, yeah, I, I say give all the babies paternity tests, every single one. Fair that enough. way, that way, if you, you know, a man's like, "Hey, my baby, yeah, you're a hoe," you know, she's like, "Oh no, I tricked him. Oh no, I have to go to the gas station boy again and fucking tell him he's a father." That's fair enough. Yeah, and then that way, you know, because if they don't actually have proof of who the father is, you know, she gets no child support. Um. Is it better to stay married for the sake of the kid or kids than to get divorced so the kid, you know, so the kids have like two birthdays, two Christmases? I think it's more toxic to stay together than to go ahead and separate and have a conversation with the kid and whatnot. Um, Because even if you stay together for the kid's sake, the kid's going to pick up on like the nonverbal cues and everything that of uh, you guys. And that's going to be a normalization for the kid of what relationships should be as uh, people unhappy together, where um, if you guys have an open conversation split, but still uh, represent healthy uh, relationships in y'all's separate lives, I think in the long run, it's better for the kid. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, my, my parents, you know, kind of waited as long as they could, you know, and, there wasn't, you know, a whole lot of, you know, cues. There's just like, yeah, we're going to go date other fucking people while we're here. And I'm like, all right, you know, cool. You know, I'm like, I just figure, you know, divorce is going to happen for most fucking people. You know, that that's why I'm a huge advocate. If you're in love with a girl, date her for as long as you want. You don't have to get married. Right. You know, marriage just complicates things. But if you do want to get married, five-year minimum. Date her for five years. That is, that is, you know, my sage advice. Date her for five years. And, you know, I, as a man that's almost been married for four years and been with her for another ten. So I've almost hit my 15-year mark with my woman. Yeah. You know, I, I waited ten years to fucking get married. I would agree with that. I waited six months. Yeah. But six. we were married for five years. But waited for six months. I agree, though, because five years, you know, the person five years. Yeah. The honeymoon like, period is gone. All the fake bullshit is gone. And it's like, OK, I know exactly who you are. You know, I've seen you get angry. You know, I know exactly what kind of monster you are. Oh, you're slightly racist. You know, and you can find out all the deal breakers and you can, you know, root through the box and find all the red flags. Right. You know, I, I straight up told my wife, I'm like, I am a monster. You know, you do not want to marry me, but if you do, I'll fucking take it. I'm like, I will say, you know, things that make you cringe that are like slightly racist. You know, black men will be like, that's a lot racist. I think a lot of people will say that's a lot racist, but that's still fair enough. Yeah, I mean. I know you're I, not at your heart. You're yeah, just I, saying it. Yeah, at my heart, no, I'm not. Um, but. I love seeing upsetting things, you know, just, and it naturally just comes out again. I know you're not a racist at heart, yeah. but man, 
you were quick to pull the trigger when you could say something. Oh my gosh, man, I just farted and you know, I'm expecting it to smell like Africa. God damn it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, my, my parents, you know, they, they fucking broke up and you know, they, they got a lot happier and then they got like remarried. I'm like, stop it. Stop it right now. No. Like hitting him on the snoot with a newspaper, like a dog, like stop it. <laughs> and like my mom's like, I, 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 you know, my mom finally got it. She's like, I'm done with the marriage. I'm like, good. Thank God. I'm not coming to any more of your fucking weddings. Like I, I told my, both of my parents, I'm like, you know, I'm done coming to your wed- guys' weddings. Like if you have another one, cool. I'm not coming. Because I, I don't trust you to fucking just, you know, be good. Fair enough. But yeah, it turned out awesome because I, now I get two birthdays and two Christmases. So it's like I get two text messages <laughs> um, for my birthday. My mom pays for my phone, though, so it, it's pretty awesome. Um, and, and, you know, one that you kind of brought up, you know, towards the end. Should schools um, be deciding to put, you know, kids back in? Or should it be, you know, parents that, you know, can keep their kids out of school without any fucking penalty and keep them on the fucking online programs because they don't want the kids to get COVID and possibly bring it home, infect them, infect, you know, grandma, get her sick, get her killed, you know, because potentially the ki- the schools could be killing, you know, right. older people or people at risk. So, again... I'm a big fan of your body, your choice. So I do feel that it's up to the, it should be up to the parents to let them stay home and stay on the online courses and stuff. And that should still be an option, especially while the global pandemic is going on. Um, After, and when I mean after is like, you know, when we actually get this under control and I know most people are, are like, some people are going to be like fake news, da, 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 da. But when we are comparable to the rest of the world and we are able to travel again to the rest of the world is when we should force schools to be back in person. Until then, we should have what makes society feel comfortable and give them the choice of either A, going and physically being there or continuing staying home and working from home. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, people are still going to be home. There are going to be a lot of fucking people that their jobs are just not coming back. And that that's just an unfortunate side effect of new America because people are starting to realize, oh, this job isn't actually necessary. So, eh, whatever. We're going to cut them and never bring them back. And it, it, it's going to cause problems, but, you know, we're, we're not here to talk about COVID. Well, the... Just branching off to what you said, though, real quick, um, with us in new America, we are eventually going to have to redefine what work is because with automation, with COVID, with everything, it's proven that like not all jobs are required, but we still need to be able to support our society somehow. UBI. So. Yep, it's that's what it's going to ultimately have to come down to. Um, but we got two open ends because uh, you know I wrote uh, both episodes. You know, kind of it was supposed to be a two-parter, but since we're a day late, 
um, we're going to reward the three people that actually listen to this with a really long ass podcast. Uh, give Joe Rogan a run for his money. Um, open-ended question one, to what level should kids be protected? And you know, when should uh, DCFS or CPS get involved to protect these kids? So CPS and DPS should uh, be able to check in at any time. We need to have better, greater definitions of what protection is and what endangerment is to our children if they are to be involved anytime. Reason being is because there's been cases where they've slipped up and there's been cases where they've overreacted. Yeah, of course. Um, so, like, there should be some sort of universal thing, but I'm too dumb to decide on, like, what the universal thing should be. But, like, if, yeah, you're, I mean, if you're asking if they should be involved, there should never be a worry of, like, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Being afraid to get them involved. I think them showing up to check in is like a welfare check. That's all. Uh, now... Again, it has there has to be defined things of like, hey, what are they specifically checking on and what specifically is child endangerment? Yeah, I mean, like if the parents are like making, you know, mess in the bathtub and the child can't take a bath because that's what the bathtub is being used for is meth. Um, you know, obviously, you know, get that kid out of the fucking house. Right. But, you know, that that's one of the things they could be looking for is, you know, okay, this child hasn't, you know, been able to take a fucking shower. You know, the kids are bullying her because of it. Oh, shit. You know, the fucking, you know, bathtub is just full of fucking meth. And, you know, there's dangerous chemicals. Obviously, you know, CPS should get involved. Police should get involved. Everyone, you know, get that child out of there. Get them to a better life. Awesome. Right. You know, and it's, you know, always a case by case. I feel like there should be, you know, at school, you know, a count like at every school, a counselor that the children trust that we will not, you know, you know, snitch to you, to your, you know, to your parents that you can trust us. And, you know, we will take, you know, the appropriate steps to open an investigation in this. And, you know, when, you know, the time is right, we'll come in, you know, swiftly and quickly. You know, that way your drunk dad isn't beating you with a fucking phone book anymore. You know, that way your fucking, you know, drug addicted mother that's on meth all the time isn't screaming you and calling you a fat whore all the time. You know, because those are things that do fucking happen, you know. Right. And when, you know, you fucking, you know, hear these stories, you're like, oh my God, like I fucking, it makes my blood boil. And it's like, I, I you know, I, I want to fucking, you know, do something. You know, because children above all, you know, should be protected for the most part, unless they're fucking evil. Right. Unless they're little omen children or fucking children of the corn or Lord of the Flies, you know, type shit. Um, and then open-ended question number two for the final open end, uh, in the end of this episode, um, what do you feel is the best way to parent a child and, uh, what does parenthood mean to you? 
parenthood means to me that you are raising a mini adult and uh, trying to make sure at least that they are contributing to society in a positive way. Um, as far as like best way to raise a parent or raise a kid or raise par- a parent <laughs> and parenting is again, I personally feel like having conversations with kids, not using no, but using no because and like just showing that you'll be there all the time. Even if it's a dumb question, don't ever be like, that's a dumb question. Be like, okay, and explain. Um, I think the reason for that parenting style for me is just the fact that, again, I think what's wrong with a lot of uh, adults now is that they hold a lot of things in. They're afraid to be wrong, and they're afraid to just talk openly. And if you could do that, it would change a lot of interactions, both positive and negatively amongst society. And our goal, like our goal should be as a society is to be better than we were when we started. And so we should always be improving and going forward. There, there should be no stagnation of like, Oh, this is the best we we're done. We don't need to move forward. All right. You know, for me, like, you know, and I do not have any children, you know, I, I never will. And, you know, that, that's cause you know, my wife doesn't even have a uterus. Um, but parenthood is just pretty much, you know, getting someone to the point where they can, you know, go on their own. So like a bird, you know, feeds their babies until they grow wings and they can fly off on their own. They can do their own shit, you know. You know, you tie your kid's shoes, you teach them how to tie their shoes until they can tie their own shoes. Then you don't have to tie their shoes anymore. You teach them how to be an adult. You teach them how to be, you know, a productive member of society until, you know, they can go out and do it on their own and they're not coming back. You know, and there are kids that, you know, flop and fail. Same thing with birds. Birds, you know, fly out the nest and hit the ground and they have to come scrambling back. And, you know, not all of them make it, but most of them do. And it's just, you know, teaching them how to do it. Um, my style of parenting is uh, treat your child like an adult. Give them responsibilities of an adult. And, you know, when, you know, they don't fucking, you know, add up to what they're supposed to do. You know, sit them down. Talk to them like an adult. Hey, this is what you have to do. You know, can you please, you know, get on to it? And then if they, you know, fuck up, you know, then start taking things away. You know, like, that. that's how I, you know, did my brothers. You know, I have two little brothers, and, you know, that's, like, my only, like, real um, experience as kind of being a uh, pseudo-parent. And I, I ruled with an iron fist, but the second they knew how, you know, I ruled fair, you know, like if they did good things, they got positive reinforcement. If they did bad things, negative reinforcement. So they enjoyed the positive things. Right. They, they like, you know, oh, what do you guys want for dinner? Oh, can we get pizza? Yeah, I can get you pizza. You guys have been great today. You know, can we get pizza? No, you guys have been little monsters today. I'll make you fucking, you know, food, but, you know, whatever. I'll see what I got. 
You weren't going to get rewarded for being bad. And the second they realized that they got rewarded for being good, they kept up the good behavior. And it was awesome. You know, I'm like, go upstairs, get ready for bed, and then come back down. You know, every time I had to watch them, they have their homework done. They would do everything they had to do, do all their chores. I didn't even have to ask. They just, boom, they knew. And then the second I moved out, they all fucking reverted back. I'm like, God damn it. Now, now they're punk asses, but, you know, I still love them. They're still my brothers, and one of them's actually taller than me now. It's crazy. That's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's it. Just treat your child like an adult and stop fucking talking to him like a fucking puppy or a kitten. Because I see a whole lot of parents do Oh, what do you want for dinner today? And it's like, dude, no. Hey, hey, bud, what do you want for dinner? You know. Oh, can we get this? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they respond. They respond by acting like the adult that they're getting treated like. Right. So, and then that's all I have to say. You know, any other uh, closing statements for you, Tron? No. No? Okay. I mean, uh, you know, sorry again that this was all fucking late. And I'll try and get this all edited and uh, put out here uh, either today or uh, tomorrow and uh, if you want to hit me up you can find me at uh, Alex the truck on Instagram and Twitter um, pictures of my crash truck and human podcast network at gmail.com if you're a emailing type if you want to fucking say anything I, I think I'm gonna start posting like the episode releases on Twitter and then people can comment you know, on the episode itself. Okay. You know, that way it's, you know, I I need to start doing it. And yeah. So thank you all for listening to uh, this long ass two hour, two hour podcast about parenting from a couple of fools that don't know much about it. And uh, next week we'll be on time. What what are we going to do next week? What, uh, what subject do you want to do? I don't know. Tron will think about it. Because uh, Tron's up for the subject. It'll be a mystery. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. We'll, we'll just surprise you with it. All right. Thank you. Bye. Peace.